0: Welcome back to Dr. Quackers, and today we're reviewing Scooby-Doo. Uh, my voice is starting to sound a little bit better, so I'm glad that's happening. we <laughs> going to keep you updated in case you can't tell by the sound of my voice. One of the most popular movie franchises of all time, Scooby-Doo. Having many movies and TV shows, live action and animation, lasting for many decades, keeping its popularity through every generation that watched it. This was the first attempt at the live action approach to Scooby and the gang. Before I get into the movie, uh, I want to give you some backstory to the making of this movie. Uh, Originally, it was meant to be a mature adaptation of the characters, and you can see that influence throughout the whole movie. There's some swears in it, which I never noticed when I was a kid, like it says ass and bitch. Never noticed that before, and how many innuendos they are. You can very much see its influence, Uh, (laughs) very much see the original script uh, bleed a little bit through the pages here when watching the movie, but I'll get more into that later. This movie has some great casting. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Daphne, Freddie Prinze Jr. as Fred, Linda Cardellini as Velma, and Matthew Lillard. Shaggy. Uh, the best one is definitely Shaggy. He was perfectly casted in this. In fact, he went on to voice Shaggy in a few separate animated, animated versions of Scooby-Doo. So, yeah, that's how well he did. Um, he is the only one I don't think could be replaced. Uh, now, most people know Sarah Michelle Geller uh, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, made a really huge these films. She kind of doesn't really act anymore. She did do some voice acting for the most recent Masters in the Universe. Uh, TV show on Netflix, but she kind of just focuses on her family with her husband, Freddie Prince Jr. I everyone. <laughs> That's fair, which they, the, they got together after this movie. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., uh, I know him for more of his more Star Wars stint recently. He did a lot of, like, rom-coms in the late, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, yeah, but I mainly know, I know him from Kanan from Star Wars Rebels in this. So, yeah. Uh, and then, you know... Most people probably recognize Linda Carlini uh, most recently uh, as playing Hawkeye's wife in the MCU. Uh, she's done a whole bunch of other stuff, but that's the one I think most people probably recognize her for now. And then uh, Matthew Lillard, he's been, he's been in some horror films, one of the most famous horror films, Supreme. Uh, he's a great fit. I really like him. Um, I think he's pretty funny. I definitely think he was, he was the perfect cast, similar to like a Robert Johnny Jr. for Iron Man, or a Hugh Jackman for Wolverine. You know, just actors that make the character, and it's hard for you to see anyone else portray them. So, yeah, I, I think uh, the casting in this movie is fantastic. And it's also super weird seeing Mr. Bean play a villain. It's funny, and I enjoy it, because I like Mr. Bean, but it is funny. Here's a fact you probably didn't know about this movie, is that James Gunn, was one of the two writers for the script. Yes, the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy, The Suicide Squad, and lately Peacemaker. Yeah, and uh, a few zombie films. <laughs> yeah, the guy that started horror. Yeah, it's, it's super funny. That he, I didn't, I never realized that until my most recent rewatch. Yeah, it's, I think it's amazing, and it kind of makes sense why some parts of this movie are really strong. And I feel like those parts are the ones he did because it's kind of similar parts that really work really well are stuff that you see in his other films which is why I say that like the humor is really strong uh you know the way he switches up character stereotypes I think that he kind of does that in a lot of his movies it's like specifically with Harley Quinn the way he was able to uh, direct her and the way that she's used in the Suicide Squad I would argue isn't typically how females are written in superhero stuff I think the script is pretty solid uh, for a kid's movie that probably most people weren't expecting much from. I actually think the script's pretty solid. The story is pretty good and unfortunately a little predictable, obviously, because it's kind of the trope that Scooby Doo. You can always be like, oh, it's that guy. He's, he's the ghost or the monster, whatever. Uh, you can see the villains from a mile away, even though the villain is good. Uh, if you haven't seen this yet, I don't know how the fuck you have it. It's been out since 2002. But I actually really enjoy the twist that Scrappy Do. Um, I really think that was a really smart move because when Scrappy Do was introduced, a lot of people, and probably still to this day, hated Scrappy Do. Everyone thought he was annoying. Scooby Doo's nephew. Everyone, annoyed. I didn't like him when I was a kid. He annoyed the shit out of me then. So I really like the twist of like he's the villain of the movie. And I also really enjoy the twist that they're actual monsters. It's like everyone's like, oh, nice mask and everything, until they're like. Oh, these are real monsters. They're demons that possess your body and remove your soul. Yeah, that's way darker. And I could tell, I could totally see how easily the villains and the, the demons could have easily turned into a rated R version of this. So, yeah. It's, it's actually it's pretty good. I enjoy it. I don't think it's that bad. It can be extremely predictable, but I mean, it's Scooby-Doo, it's always kind of obvious. Uh, the jokes are pretty funny especially in the ones about shagging scooby smoking weed uh i like how daphne uh was sick of being the damsel in distress so she learned martial arts i think that's really funny how the uh how the group you know just kind of like they were like no the, the way that we're we're doing mysteries right now are working so they break up in the beginning of the film and then they slowly come back together as they're, you know, solving the mystery on Spooky Island. But, yeah, I think that's a really interesting part and I think her fighting the the, like, <laughs> uh, fucking Mexican wrestler is pretty funny. It's just funny. Yeah. It's, it's a fun movie. There is a forest romance between Velma and this random guy who likes Led Zeppelin. They should have just done the shaggy one. 'Cause the other one is really weak. It's really dumb. I don't like it. It's like, why are you interested in him? We have nothing in common. He only thing he does is like, hey man, that's pretty cool. She's like, ha, ha okay, cool. It's dumb. Why are we doing this? We could just move on. I have Velma just, you know. Search herself with her brains with, Fre- with Freddie. That arc worked a lot better with her being like, "Freddie, I'm speaking, you taking the credit for my plans." And he's like, "You know what? You're right. I feel like that would work better for Velma instead of like that and the stupid romance. Like, why did, why did Velma need to have this really forced relationship between some random dude on the island? Why? It really bugs me. Any of those scenes pop up, like even at the ending, and randomly throw at the bar. I'm like, that's this is stupid." other thing I don't really care for is the soundtrack. There's a lot of obnoxious alas- songs that really rip me out of the scene. I'm like, whoa, this is not gel well with what we're watching. It just doesn't fit. It's 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 during that time in the 2000s where it was either like you know soft pop like girl girl rock where you know what I mean like Avril Lavigne, or they use like hip hop, but not good hip hop really shitty like mom like you know like when you're like mom, your mom would listen to hip-hop that kind of hip-hop and i do not like it i, I don't know i was getting like the vietnam flashbacks because i was like i remember my mom used to play that kind of music I'm like ah so yeah i don't like it is <laughs> not like it in this movie they no, probably never will so yeah it really bugs me it bugs me through a lot of the movie because there's a lot of surprisingly there's a lot of music in this movie, besides like you know the score, a lot of soundtrack. So yeah, it, it, unfortunately, it kind of brings it decent down for me. It really bugs me and stuck out a lot. And then the Daphne thing about me. So I do think it's fun. Don't get me wrong. So I give this movie a six out of ten. It's a slightly above average movie. I do. I remember. I remember liking the second one a lot more as a kid. and I probably still will. I do like a lot of the twists with the characters, like specifically Daphne. And I really enjoy the twist with you know Scrappy Doo, but it's super predictable a lot, and I hate the music. <laughs> not the score. The score is fine, but the soundtrack's awful. I hate it, and the forced relationship between the random dude brings it down. Those four points for me. Um, I do think it's really fun. I do enjoy it. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I remember not really liking this movie that much when I was a kid. I do like it more as an adult. Uh, probably because, you know, I, I, I'm an idiot, <laughs> and I, I don't normally like poo-poo pee-pee jokes, but the, the fucking fart and burp challenge between Shaggy and Scooby is fucking funny, okay? That's where the meme comes from, like, are you challenging me? It's funny, alright? I know I've talked about in a lot of other comedies that poop poop pee-pee jokes don't work, but if you use them sparingly, and it's not the whole movie, it could be funny, Especially when you like he's doing it unintentionally like in front of Daphne and it's funny. The reaction's funny, alright? It's good. Don't don't come at me. Don't fucking at me. It's funny. So yeah. It's I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I highly appreciate you going and listen to my other ones. I've done a whole bunch of them. Uh, this is actually my 150th episode. So thank you for those that have listened, uh, all the way up to this point. It's a huge milestone. Uh at least for me, uh, starting—I haven't been doing this for very long. I haven't even done this for a year yet. It's close, but not a year yet. So, yeah, I appreciate anyone who's who's ever listened to any of the episodes. i am really—I'm su- surprised I made it this far, especially since I'm surprised the amount of people that, that listen to me talk is amazing. I, uh, yeah, I—I I don't know. I—I I, lack of words right now. I'm very, very happy and very thankful for those that listen. Stay tuned, Let's face it, we all drop hundreds of dollars on shit that hasn't done much good. When was the last time you spent just $225 and you actually profoundly changed your life? Answer most likely never. Well if you want your chance, here it is. If you are out of shape and have said more times you can count, I need to do something about this. This is opportunity knocking. You have approximately 3,640 weeks in your lifetime. 16 spent wisely can make whatever you have left better than you could have imagined. Get in or back in shape with expert guidance from a certified and experienced professional trainer. No crash diets, no bulk shit, just results visit www.vikingfitnessnh.com mention dr quackers and get 10% off your your custom fitness plan again that's www.vikingfitnessnh.com thank you